This is QJ Martin, and you're listening to the Write a Novel podcast, providing you with the tools and instructions that you need to write your novel. Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 15 of the Write a Novel podcast. This week's episode is going to expound upon the first of the three aspects of crafting well-rounded characters that we discussed in last week's episode, Season 1, Episode 14, Avoid Having Flat Characters. This is going to be a two-parter, so this week we'll discuss what character motivation is and what types of motivations a character can have, and next week we'll talk about how to choose appropriate motivations for your character and intertwine motivations into the plot so as to create conflict. Before we get into that though, we're going to have the writing term of the week. This week's writing term, rather ironically, is character motivation. Now, I swear I did not plan for it to match up with the topic of this episode so perfectly, but now that it has, I'm certainly not going to complain. Character motivation is the reason for why a character acts the way he does during any given scene or throughout the entirety of the story. A character's motivation dictates their goals and the actions they will take in order to achieve them. They are also the main source of conflict within the story, as well as the launching point for the character arc. A great example of character motivation can be found in the film Finding Nemo. Nemo's father Marlin's motivation throughout the entirety of the film is, essentially, to keep his son safe. Every action he takes is based on that motivation. That includes all of the lessons he instills in Nemo when he's little, as well as the countless rules he lays out for him as he gets older. Once Nemo is abducted, Marlin finds himself deciding to do things he would have never imagined himself doing in order to get his son back. His cowardice and non-existent sense of adventure are challenged by his primary motivation to keep his son safe. Over the course of the story, he realizes that more is involved in doing so than simply shielding him from anything and everything he could ever face in life. So his motivation of protecting Nemo remains the same in spite of the fact that his tactics to achieve that goal are altered by the end of the film. Many characters' motivations will remain consistent throughout the entirety of their story. This is often the case with characters who are attempting to rescue loved ones, such as in Finding Nemo and the film Taken, as well as characters who are attempting to survive disaster as in Independence Day and Armageddon. Other characters will have their motivations change as they learn the lesson of the story. For example, in Shrek, the titular protagonist starts his adventure with the desire to avoid contact with the outside world and just be left alone to live his simple life in his swamp. By the end of the film, however, he realizes that it's actually possible for him to be accepted and loved for who he is. So that motivation of isolationism is replaced with attempting to win over the love of Fiona. In The Hunger Games, Katniss starts out with the sole motivation of keeping herself and her family alive. But as the story progresses, she realizes that putting an end to the oppressive reign of the Capitol and President Snow is more important than the safety of herself or her loved ones. 
The more relatable a character's motivation is, the more will be invested in the story and what happens to them. This is the reason why villains that are evil simply for the sake of being evil are so boring and forgettable. And this would be the perfect opportunity to segue into the topic of this week's episode. How can we develop character motivations in order to avoid having flat, one-dimensional, and boring characters? Well, as I was writing this episode, I remembered something I happened to say in Season 1, Episode 2 of this podcast, The Secret to Character Development. Basically, what I said was that if your main character doesn't have anything to live for when the apocalypse arrives, then he's not going to struggle against unbearable odds in order to survive. In fact, he'd be just as likely to end his existence as he would be to suffer in order to prolong it. Unfortunately, not every writer follows this logic in their stories. Instead, you'll often read and watch stories where things just tend to happen because the plot demands them to. The main character doesn't have any motivation. They're simply going through the motions in order to take the story from point A to point B to point C. With this lack of motivation, there's no real reason for the character to care whether he succeeds or fails. One movie that I feel exemplifies this problem is the 2011 film Green Lantern. Hal Jordan doesn't have any specific goals or objectives that he's trying to accomplish. Aside from the fairly generic concept of not being a loser anymore. There's no real reason why he decided to join the Green Lantern Corps. Aside from the fact that he really seemed to enjoy being able to fly without the assistance of a jet. And his decision to quit his training and go home is really just as meaningless and inconsequential. There's no real conflict at any point in the story. It's not like he's fighting to save the company he almost ruined, or to restore the jobs of the employees who were fired due to his actions, which in itself made absolutely no sense whatsoever, but that's an analysis for another day. Now, sure, at some point during the movie he realizes that he needs to save the Earth from being destroyed, but that's not something he is aware of until long after he both joined and quit the Green Lantern Corps. And to be perfectly honest, how much conflict does a motivation like that actually create? How many people would ever turn their backs as their entire planet is destroyed? Even Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy was smart enough to acknowledge the need to save the galaxy because, as he said, I'm one of the idiots who lives in it. So how do we know what our character's motivation should be? Well, the best motivation ties directly into the plot of the story you're trying to tell. A lot of horror and thriller stories, like Alien and Terminator, revolve around the goal of staying alive. But if you're able to weave another motivation in with that basic goal, your story will become even more solid and more interesting. For example, in Jaws, The main characters could achieve the goal of staying alive simply by refusing to go into the water. However, their other motivation is to save the lives of others and the well-being of their touristy town. If they don't go out to hunt the shark, everyone else would suffer. So what types of motivation can we give the characters in our stories? Well, motivations are divided into two basic groups, intrinsic motivations and extrinsic motivations. 
Extrinsic motivations are based on outside forces in the world around you and include things like rewards, punishment, and recognition. Intrinsic motivations, on the other hand, include things that a character decides to do simply because they enjoy them and give them a sense of fulfillment. As a comparison, imagine a story revolving around a bank heist. The team of robbers consists of two individuals. One of them is performing the heist because his daughter has cancer and he needs money to pay for her treatment. The other one loves the challenge of developing a plan and the thrill of seeing it succeed. The first character has extrinsic motivation. He doesn't rob banks because he enjoys robbing banks. He does it because he needs the money for medical expenses. The second character has intrinsic motivation. He may have little to no interest in the actual money that he steals. He may have no debts to pay off or things to buy. But he participates because robbing banks gives him a sense of fulfillment. A great way to come up with ideas for character motivation is to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is a pyramid based on the idea that the things that motivate you, the things that you strive after, tend to come in succession. You can't be worried about the fourth level of the pyramid, esteem, including examples like recognition and social status, if you don't even have your base, physiological needs such as food and shelter. If you have a chance, I definitely recommend doing a Google search for Maslow's hierarchy of needs and saving a copy for your own reference. When you look at it, you'll see that the first two levels, physiological needs and safety needs, generally fall into the category of extrinsic motivation. The other three, love and belonging, esteem, and self-actualization, are much more intrinsic in nature. But there's still a little bit of an overlap there depending on the situation. For example, having the recognition of others and a good social status would definitely be more of an extrinsic motivation than an intrinsic one, in spite of its higher position on the hierarchy. So now that we've identified the types of motivations that a character can have, we have to decide on which ones to give our characters. This can be a little bit of a balancing act. Sometimes your character will dictate the plot, and sometimes your plot will affect your character. But we'll get into that more in part two of developing character motivations. Now what do you think has been the most profound character motivation you've ever seen or read about? Let me know on Twitter at QJ underscore author, or go to thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts and leave a comment on the appropriate post. Okay, so now it's time for this week's character development question, which is, does your character wish they were a different age? And if so, why? The way a character acts and the choices that they make, or even the question of whether they are allowed to make certain choices or not, can be greatly influenced by a character's age. That being the case, there are times when characters may wish to be older or younger than they actually are. A younger character may wish to be old enough to drink, smoke, drive, or join the army, while an older character may wish that they were younger again due to their failing health and inability to perform what they would have considered to be simple tasks much earlier in life. In Bridge to Terabithia, 
Jesse Ahrens attempts to act like he's much older and more mature than he actually is in an attempt to earn the affections of his teacher, Miss Edmonds. In The Wolverine, Ichiro Yashida laments his old age and attempts to steal Wolverine's eternal youth for himself. And finally, we're going to have our writing prompt of the week. Write out a list of potential character motivations. Start with the most dramatic and profound motivation you can think of, like fighting to save your daughter from being kidnapped and forced into a life of slavery and prostitution, as we see in Taken. And then gradually make your motivations more and more mundane, like trying to get some White Castles because you have the munchies, as we see in Harold and Kumar go to White Castles. <laughs> What is the most simplistic or ridiculous motivation you can come up with that would still drive your character through the plot of your story? Let your imagination run wild, and let me know what you come up with on Twitter at QJ underscore author. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Write a Novel podcast. If you'd like to read the transcript of this episode, you can find it at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening on, and be sure to give it a rating while you're at it to let me know what you think of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash qjmartin. For your convenience, all the referenced links will also be in the show notes. Mm-hmm.